welcome to the Book Fix Podcast, where we fix lives one book at a time. I'm your host, Chelly. And I'm your host, Yahida. And we have a very special guest, the rain. So if you hear the rain, <laughs> it's been hella raining, okay? Where you're living at. I think outside where I'm at, it's just cold. Oh, yeah. It's been freezing over here. I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. <laughs> my My fingers get so... They get so, I don't know, tensed. I hate it. I just want to be warm. (laughs) I'm so sorry to hear that. I wish I was there. But I mean, if you think about it, it's Mm. been a whole year since we've seen each other. I haven't seen you since last year. (gasps) I haven't seen you since last year. Happy New Year. We (laughs) Happy New Year. I hope that uh, we all make realistic resolutions because I know that I just... I don't want to make anything too unattainable because I don't want to disappoint myself. So because, I try to keep it short, too. Yeah, because Chelly literally asked me the other day, like, what's your New Year's resolution? And honestly, I hadn't thought about it. Well, we have we have towards the podcast. But before we talk about things like that, um, I wanted to ask you how your Goodreads um, rap went. Okay, so really quickly before we talk about our wraps, we just wanted to mention that I think it's going to be like a better decision for all of us to just leave Goodreads behind or use it alongside the Storygraph app because Storygraph is black owned and Goodreads is owned by Amazon. And like, how much money should we be giving Amazon? You know, (laughs) so that is like one of. Thank you. So that is one Mm -hmm. of our goals as well i mean i already had storygraph but it's just like a habit that i really want to incorporate for the year but uh, for today we're going to be talking our 2022 year in books that's in the goodreads app so for me my original goal was about 50 books i think originally or it might have been 30 i don't remember what the first one was but then i moved it to 100 because it was i was so close to hitting it anyway near like the end of the year mm-hmm. so i did end up hitting 100 woo confetti 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 <laughs> <laughs> um i read 35969 pages The shortest book I read was 83 pages. Longest was 771 pages. My average book length was 359. And my average rating was 3.3. The first book that I reviewed, like with an actual comment, was The Unhoneywinners by Christina Lauren. Mm. And what I wrote was, the first half of the book was good, but the second half ruined it for me. Ethan was too dense, in my opinion. So you came for both of them, is what you're telling us. Yeah, pretty much. I just, <laughs> I no, not a good book. Not recommended by me anyway. Well, mine, um, I had a similar goal to you. I had 50 at the beginning, and then I changed it to 100 at the end of the year. And I ended up reading 105 books. I literally read like to the last day. It was so stressful. <laughs> your Happy New Year was like reading the last word of your last book. <laughs> that was your countdown. <laughs> <laughs> but I read a total of 29,306 pages. The shortest book I read was 30 pages. 
And the longest book I read was 671 pages, which shout out <laughs> Hunting Adeline. Shout out. I really thought I, it would have been like Den of Vipers. That's what I was going to say. That's what I thought it was going to be. But I mean. Because, you know, that book is just so insufferably long. Yeah. And I guess we can't choose our favorites. But um, yeah, right, <laughs> Den right, of right. Vipers didn't make it. It's fine. Shout out. My average book length in 2022 was 279 pages. Mm-hmm. And my average rating was a 3.3. What? We're the same? Yeah, dude. Oh my Great God. Minds think alike. Thanks. <laughs> my first review of the year was for this manga that I reread. Mm-hmm. It was based on one that I read um, before we met. So it was a while ago. And I reread it this or 2022. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to read the review because it's kind of embarrassing and extremely long you're gonna have to send it to me because or i'm gonna have to look for it because you're making me way too curious it's not that deep but i was crying when i (laughs) I cry over everything it's true she does i can confirm (laughs) but to be fair so do i it's okay but what is your new goodreads goal or your your books for the year goal so i don't really want to stress myself out um and i don't like, I don't want this to feel like a chore, you know? And so, Chelly and I decided that we're going to try to film eight episodes every month. So, eight books per month would be 96. So, since yeah. that's so close to 100, I just put 100. Because I feel like I will read a couple of personal reads, hopefully. So, yeah, I think that's attainable. That is attainable. What I about you? I'm the same because we're reading a lot of books for the podcast mm-hmm. and I didn't want to aim too high, but I do read a lot of graphic novels and manga. So I did put 120. Mm. Yeah, that's attainable, I think. And it's funny because I was less, I guess you could say I was less aware of mm. my reading goal until maybe November and December. But this year, I started off hella aware of my reading goal. So I'm over here like, okay, I need to make sure I read 10 books a month. I can't fall behind. <laughs> yeah, And no. I felt so weird that I hadn't read anything yesterday. So mm-hmm. the book we're going to talk about today, I started it yesterday. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't even mark it as complete. What <laughs> am I? <laughs> Wait, you just started it? Yesterday? No, I started it. I started it yesterday and I finished it. Um, I want to say like an, an hour, hour ago. And a half ago. <laughs> yeah. But me too, though. We literally just finished this book like an hour and a half ago. It's so crazy because normally we're ahead of the game. But because of your reading goal, and I think and I was really sick, we just couldn't get started on this book any sooner. But I do want to say it didn't feel like a chore. I don't want you to think it did. What do you mean? Reading the book? Yeah, reading the book. Because like you said, it, it might start feeling like a chore for us if we're reading a lot. I was yeah. good. I loved it. Okay. Well, great. I loved Oh. oh. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait. Let me rewrap. <laughs> anyway. No. Wait. Okay. So sh- sh- hold on. Hold on. You're getting ahead of yourself. So we're going to be reading The Bridge Kingdom by Danielle L. Jensen, which I don't know about you, but I had heard about this book. All over Instagram. I didn't really see it that much on TikTok, but I did see it a lot on Instagram when people would recommend like enemies to lovers, fantasy, um, arranged marriage. So if any of those tropes are your vibe, we would recommend the book. Yes. 
Um, did you want to start off with a summary? Uh, yeah. So I actually wrote a summary, but feel free to add anything that you would like. So the summary that we're going to give is going to be less spoil like it's gonna have less spoilers but once we get through it we are gonna include spoilers so if you would rather go read the book first i would suggest you go do that first and then come back mm. so my summary is in this fantasy world ithikanya has the upper hand over other kingdoms because they are in control of the bridge which is in charge of exports and imports of many different types of items and goods. Our main character, Laura, is from Maridrina that has suffered from neglect from Ithikanya. And to uphold a false peace treaty, Laura is forced to marry the king of Ithikanya, which is King... How did she say? No, it's not Aaron. It's Aaron? What? Yeah, it's not Aaron. <gasps> which is King Aaron. But what the king doesn't know is that she is trained to overthrow him in hopes for Maridrina to take over the bridge kingdom. It's not Aaron? No, it's Aaron. My whole world is spinning. <laughs> it's Aaron. It's like okay, RM, but RM. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get. It. I feel like I just said the same thing twice. Sorry, I am a BTS <laughs> army. Okay, leave me alone. <laughs> Stop. RN, RN. Mm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. how that's how the audiobook said it. Okay, and obviously, what the audiobook says is law. Well, that's, <laughs> so, not, that's not how my heart said it. So anyway, let's get to us guessing how the other person would feel. <laughs> Wait, are we About just like this? not gonna address that? What? I want to reiterate that I meant I liked reading the book. No, it's like, no. no, 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 no. It's okay. She's over I'm there sweating. Walk out. I am sweating. <laughs> She's cold as fuck, and I'm sweating. <laughs> to anyone who is listening, um, Chelly is changing her rating as we speak <laughs> because she's been caught in 4K. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I want to say, I'm not promoting drinking or anything, but I'm like five beers in. So the- <laughs> Damn, okay. TMPI. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, I don't want to justify what I slipped out. <laughs> no. That's- no, 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 please. Okay. No, it's fine. Anyway, it's I would also it's love better. a shot of tequila. I'm just saying. Dude, it's been oh a God. minute. <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to get to the part of the episode where we're going to guess what the other person would rate this story because Chelly and I, we don't tell each other how we feel before, you know, coming into these yeah. episodes. Normally, we don't slip up, <laughs> but you know what? It's okay. As my good girl Hannah Montana once said, we all make mistakes. Oh, no. Everybody <laughs> makes mistakes. <laughs> Whoa, am I drunk? <laughs> am I drunk? Sorry, Hannah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to misquote you, Miss Montana. Wow. You're making mistakes about quoting her saying we're making mistakes. I love it. Anyway, so um, do you want me to guess first or do you want to guess first? Y- yes, but can you guess what you thought before I before I slipped No, up? I can't. Why? <sighs> because I just can't. It's too juicy. Um... <laughs> I have a feeling that you're going to give this book a high rating, but here's the thing. I don't know if you're going to give it the high rating because I know that in the last episode, you said that you were going to be more strict, you know, you were going to be 
a harsher judge this that. season. You are the Simon Cowell mm. of this season. <laughs> oh my God, thank you, I guess. <laughs> of, this, of this season. By season, I mean year, okay? The year. <laughs> no, this season. Um, go I'm going to guess that you would give it a 4.8. Why? I just think that, you know, not just because of your slip up, but also maybe because you really vibed with Aaron, as you would say, although it's RN, but like, it's cool. Um, (laughs) I just think that you really liked his character. I think you liked the fantasy world that was built. And yeah, that's just my guess. I don't know. Want me to write your whole dissertation or what? Um, Yes, please turn it in by five. Okay. Okay. Five. (laughs) It's almost ten. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My my thoughts for you is I'm also kind of on the fence with you thinking that this is a five because I do think that you liked it. Mm. Um, But wait, hold on. I I wrote it down. There's one thing that I think that that gave you the ick. Oh, the ick. Okay. Yeah, I think it gave you the ick, and you know that's a. That's a, a word I, I learned last year. So Yeah, you did. I love that. I think that. I'm using it correctly. I think it gave you the ick. <laughs> and for that reason, I think the highest you would give it is a four. Okay. You know what's funny? I think the last time when you used it, you used it incorrectly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. Are you going to tell me what you think gave me the ick? Or are you going to remember as we talk about it? Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, tell me. I'm excited. I think... After the halfway point, mm. I'm going to say after 80%, because, you know, 80%. Uh, right. <laughs> after that point, uh, I think you had wanted the characters to be more honest with each other, and their dishonesty probably got to you, specifically Lara's dishonesty. Mm. Okay. All yeah. right. So how do you want to start the app? Should we talk about Lara? Yeah. Can we talk okay. about... I feel like in order to know Mm. or in order to understand how we feel about her, I think we do have to talk about her upbringing a little bit. Yeah. She was raised pretty harshly by her father, King Silas. Cyrus? No, Silas. And she was pretty much trained to be a warrior. And she has 11 sisters. So they were all confined you know, they, they didn't see their kingdom. They didn't see their world. They were kind of just like hidden away from everything. And they were raised to be warriors because King Silas wanted to overthrow the king of Ithacania because he wanted to infiltrate because the bridge is it's very treacherous. So there's obviously ways that Ithacania, you know, goes through it and they allow certain people to go through it so he just really wanted to have that upper hand because he wanted he told his daughters that Ithikania was basically ruled by a demon and so to help his people he would train his daughters and the whole reason that they're doing is because they have a treaty like a peace treaty that says that one of the daughters would have to marry the king which is King Arryn Yes. Um, so at the beginning of our story, we are introduced, like you said, to all of the sisters. And they're basically having dinner with King Silas. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay, I'm going to give my final rose to one of you girls. Mm-hmm. And we'll see who makes it. But mm-hmm. during this dinner, 
um, Lara is sitting around her sisters and all of them just start dropping like flies. Like <laughs> literally dropping, dropping dead. Yeah, there's spoons flying around the room. Marilyn, one of the girls, falls face first into her sopa. Mm-hmm. Like, in her soup. Every, mm-hmm. Yeah, every bitch is freaking dying. And Lara basically is the only one, along with King Silas. She's literally the last man standing. She's just looking at her dad, and her dad's like, what the fuck did it's you just funny do? <laughs> it's funny because her dad is so shocked, but she's over here, like, lifting her sister out of her soup and, like, putting her head... Like, yeah, neatly on the table. She's, like, rearranging her. And so, basically, she did this because she wanted to save her sisters from having to, you know, one of them be being, being picked to marry King Aaron. But also because she knew that her father was going to kill whoever he didn't pick. So, either way, one yeah. of them was going to end up living while the rest would die. Allegedly. Yeah. But... When, when you're reading this, though, at first, it's supposed to show... It's supposed to seem like Lara's heartless, like mm-hmm. she just poisoned all of her sisters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she did just um, drug them with a drug that's supposed to just uh, make them appear like they're dead. Mm-hmm. And then she gave them an out to escape and to find freedom in uh, Meridrina. So. Yeah. And it's really sad because there is the 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 head of the arms which is named Eric. And it's so sad because he pretty much like raised these girls. You know, uh, Laura saw him as the father figure. And when he realized what she had done, he like killed himself. It was so sad. And the dad was just like, yeah, he was a great guy. Anyway, pass the soup. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Dude, I was so shook when that happened. The detail that I really liked was the fact that Eric would call her cockroach because she was, Laura was not the best. Like, she was not in the top of her class. She was not the best, like, at ever, like, because they had different, like, sections of things that they would train for. And she, like, barely, she would barely cling on. She barely made it. And Mm -hmm. so he would call her cockroach because of her resilience. And... I just really love that, like, thing of her character. Obviously, I don't love the nickname, but I think that's a cool, like, descriptor of who she is as a person, that she just does not give up. And even the the dad's, like, magpie, he was like, you know what? I underestimated you. You were not my first pick, but I should have known that the one that would win would be the one that had the most ruthlessness. Yep. But she basically is now the only daughter, and is going to go marry a uh, king. I want to say Aaron. How do you pronounce it again? Aaron. 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 Oh, that's weird. <clears throat> um, but it's not she's, weird. She's, <laughs> she's, Apologize to all of the Aarons. <laughs> no, there. What? There's one Aaron, and it's this one. Everyone's Aaron. You would pronounce it Aaron. I said Aaron the whole time, and you know what? I thought when I thought it was Aaron, I was literally gonna come on here and be like, "Hey guys, this is my apology video. Aaron's not that bad of a name." Because I thought it fit, but apparently it's not. You literally <laughs> hate every guy's name that we talk about. <laughs> anyway, um, our main character Lara is taken to go get married at the wedding in Ithaca- Ithacanya. Mm-hmm. 
And she walks up to that wedding, like, ready to fight a bitch. Like, she's walking in there like she's going to war. And it's so funny because she's not really dressed for the weather because right alongside the bridge is, like, the Tempest Sea. So it's, like, a treacherous sea. And so she's, like, low-key a little soaked. And so her – I think her dress was satin. Her satin dress is, like – Oh, yeah, yeah, silk. Her silk dress is sticking to her. And so she just, like, I don't know. I'm assuming she just looks like a freaking model. (laughs) She's, like, standing (laughs) here getting married to Aaron. Oh, my God. Because you almost called him Aaron. Uh, See? See? Okay. This podcast is, no, this podcast is anti-Aaron. It's Aaron. Who Who said that it was anti I keep fucking up. (laughs) Whatever. It's either RN or Aaron. Who cares? Go ahead. Continue. Throughout the story, we get to see Laura as she is here (laughs) trying to basically overthrow a kingdom. Yes. And she's so good at it. Oh my gosh. She is so smart. She's so good at evading them, too. Because there's a Mm -hmm. scene where she's with um, RN's grandma. And she, like, easily slips in, like, whatever tonic she wants to in their drinks to knock them out. And then she'll, like, slip out. And she just, like, would find... She just somehow found the team, like, Aaron's team. And she's, like, watched them as they did, like, their secret passageway. And even Mm -hmm. when... Because there was also moments where Aaron obviously didn't trust her. He obviously would blindfold her when they would go through the bridge or when they would go through like the sea so they wouldn't have to go through the bridge. Uh, She would still be like trying to pay attention to everything that was happening around her. Yep. I think that she was a very strong um, female lead for a book. Mm. And I liked seeing her... I guess her inner turmoil with like mm-hmm. what side she really wanted to be with. Mm-hmm. Because I like that she didn't just all of a sudden be like, mm, you know what? Fuck my dad. I'm going to be with this bitch. <laughs> I don't even know my Come father. Come over here, like Aaron, Aaron, or whatever the fuck your name is. <laughs> but I, I like that it was so hard for her. And mm-hmm. I liked going through that journey with her of trying to decide what she thought was right and wrong. I yeah, because it, it was really realistically done. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say too. That it was very believable that she was raised confined because she didn't know anything of the world, and so obviously she's going to see King Arryn in a certain light because of what her father told her. And so I I liked that it was believable that it took her a while to really open her heart <laughs> to see yeah. that he wasn't yeah. so bad. And I also liked seeing the connections that she made with like his people and like like his cousin and his sister and uh Jor. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like seeing um, that. And then I also like that when she did start to f- to fall in love with Aaron, it wasn't like a, okay, I love him now. Let me go leave my dad. It was more of a, damn, when he finds out, I'm just not worthy. I, she was still planning her to fake her death and escape because she just felt so bad. Plus, if she failed her dad, her dad told her, like, I'm going to find you and kill you if you don't, you know, if you don't make this happen for me. Oh, so either dad. way, like... Dad, but I love him, Dad. 
I'm glad uh, that we both like the main character. No, I loved her. I thought she was so badass. I love that she she had to restrain herself from like taking like, from kicking everyone's ass pretty much because she didn't want to let anyone know that she could. So she when she started uh killing people from what was that place called? Ar- um, Armadia? Armadia, I think. When when she started killing people that were infiltrating the bridge, she had to do it in a way that was very discreet. And I love that scene where she saves King Arryn. And the way that she does it, she like hides um, a dagger in her like against her chest, and she like pushes it into the other guy's sternum, and then they he like falls on her, so it looks like he was the one who stabbed her. Like Arryn didn't know what the hell happened. He was like, "Wait, what?" Like, cause she did it yeah. so discreetly. But then so just, when it was, like, looked at, too, it was like, oh, my gosh, she hit, like, the perfect spot. Yeah. So she knew did, what she was doing. Does she know anatomy that well? Is she a doctor? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God, I'm married to a doctor? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So I, I definitely loved her character. I thought she was badass. I thought her growth was, uh, like, amazing. Or I guess her mm. journey was amazing so that even when she did start to realize that her father was actually the villain this whole time or just like the bad guy she she was so angry at the deception and the manipulation that she was like i'm gonna kill him one day i'm gonna find a way to kill him myself because of the manipulation Moving on, we have our second main character, Arin, King Arin. Just to give like a bit of like a background to him, he is the king of Ithacania. He's replacing the past king, which was his dad, who had died in a boat accident a year prior. And everyone in Lara's life, like King Silas and everyone else, basically told her that uh, King Arin was just so much worse than the past king like he's basically a demon mm-hmm. and rules yeah. the world as if he's god mm-hmm. and even when they meet uh the Ithacanians for the wedding they're all dressed with like a, a mask covering their face mm-hmm. and when you look at his mask it's described as like he has like the snout of a lion um he has canines he has horns like a bull And it's just, he looks like a demon. So it's described that everyone kind of looks like that and there's no human qualities to anyone. So when he is introduced, he's just like a very, he's seen as someone who does not care and who seems bloodthirsty. Mm -hmm. But it's quickly, like so quick for you to realize like, oh wait, he's actually kind of a nice guy who just cares (laughs) about his kingdom. Yeah. Because he puts so much care into everything that he does like he Mm -hmm. he's a king but he's out there in the front line fighting in these skirmishes Mm -hmm. and um he has a sister who is supposed to be married off yeah who's supposed to be married off too but he's like nope no no bitch is marrying my sister (laughs) because there's two treaties and so since he upheld his side of the treaty his sister's like well i need to also uphold my end and he's like no you don't have to like i'll figure out a way to bypass that because he doesn't want his sister to pretty much have to go through this as well because also at this point he didn't he doesn't trust laura especially in the beginning yeah like his heart is saying she's a spy low-key I can tell in those eyes. She's seen some things. Yeah. And even he as a king, he's like, I've sent out spies. I know what this shit is like. Like, I know how they're supposed to act. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seducing he, him. <laughs> he is so kind-hearted. And he... <laughs> I oh love God! Him. You're gonna cry. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, wiping <laughs> <But> your tears. <laughs> I just think that. What if we both started crying? <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. Okay, I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that his character development throughout the the story. Well, like he remains the same throughout the entire story. Mm-hmm. But I think that seeing him go from this person who doesn't trust her to trusting her completely yeah that fucks me up <laughs> yeah i i really felt for him too because he took it personally how easily well not easily but the idea of someone taking over the bridge and pretty much ruining his people's lives it really kept him up at night almost. Like, he really worried about his people because he loved them so much. He wanted to be a really good king. And I okay. also love his relationship with Jor. I feel like they had a really nice relationship. And I love that when Laura first saw how Jor spoke to his king and how he really just, you know, he's more comfortable. He's not like, yes, your majesty, love that for you. Yeah. He's more like, bitch, <laughs> like, get it together. <laughs> and so she really was surprised by that because she was like, my father would never let anyone talk to him like that. So she was able to see uh, Aran's character with that relationship as well because obviously Jor was like his right-hand man. So yeah, I loved his relationship with like his people as well as like his sister and his grandma was cute too i guess she drove me crazy but she was cute yeah he was such a smooth talker too just like his his way of being with others is Mm -hmm. such a like like charismatic yeah oh and he's hella charming and he knows it too yeah he does Fucking love that he knows it Because there was this one point where Lara and him had to disguise themselves. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, don't you get it? You're going to be um, the cousin and I'm going to be your charming other cousin. <laughs> so, shut up. Oh, my God. Yeah, I thought he was hilarious. I loved their banter together, him and mm. Lara. I thought it was really cute. And on the more like romantics, romantic side, he really... It's not that he loved her right away. But I think that everything changed for him the moment that he noticed that she was scarred because he was like, who did this to you? Which, you know, I don't oh. know if anyone knows, but that's one of my favorite tropes. The who Dude, did this to you? when that popped Slaps. up, I wrote a note. I wrote a note and I was like, dude, they fucking didn't. They pulled that card. Hell yeah. I live for that shit, too. No, but honestly, like, who did that to her? Well, we know, but he doesn't. So, um. I really loved that when he saw that on on Laura, immediately he was like, that is never going to happen to you here. I will make sure that no one lays a hand on you. Because I think he knew how terrified she was because she was having a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, I just really love his character and how how caring he is, even though there was a huge possibility that she was a spy. He was still really nice to her and kind to her. Um, and I also really appreciated that he... He didn't try, I guess, to force a relationship to happen. It kind of just happened yeah. naturally. And it was, yeah. I don't know if it was the same for you. Does this count as a slow burn? Because damn, I was like, you guys made out Dude, once. it was Can so you guys fucking slow. Make out already? <laughs> damn. Dude, 
That's why I said it didn't take, I think it was up until 80% where they actually confessed. Yeah, that took forever. (laughs) But it was worth it, though. It was so worth it. Something controversial. Mm. And we can cut this out if it's too controversial. No, why would we? Because it might it might garner hate. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. We'll talk about it then. Go. Okay. Um. Okay, I want to start off with one thing. Mm. The cover of the book is hella lacking. Like mm. when I saw the cover of the book after both of us were like, "Okay, let's start reading." Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow because we were on the phone. Mm-hmm. I like opened the book and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I. I went in with an open mind and an open heart because I was like, don't judge a book by its cover, you know, because <laughs> to connect it, the last book I judged by its cover was Cruel Prince because I thought I was going to fucking love that shit. But look at how that ended up. You love that, that <laughs> Connecting <laughs> that. I think this story is very similar to Cruel Prince in the way that it has so much like of the world's politics that it's dealing with. But mm. it has like a, a sprinkle of romance. Of course, there's more here than there was in Cruel Prince. But I thought that I think this is what Cruel Prince wanted. And I don't know if that's me just speaking fucking out of my ass. Yeah. But it felt so much better. Like, this is what I wanted out of Cruel Prince. There didn't have to be spice, but fuck. Like, it was written so well that that shit got me and i don't it makes me sad for for other books like i don't know if i i don't know if i agree with that because i didn't even think about the cool prince like at all i did oh my hello a girl who just just, a girl who's just walking in like i'm gonna fuck a bitch up (laughs) i feel like you just compare the cool prince to a lot of books because you're so disappointed by that book i am very disappointed you always have it in the back of your mind. <laughs> Join us in the next episode where I compare Cruel Prince to the Holy Bible. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, no, I didn't think about the Cruel Prince at all. I didn't really I see did. a comparison between the two. I did because they're both, in a sense, I guess, enemies to lovers. And I, I mean, we've read we've read a few enemies to lovers. I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. But um, I just thought this was done in a very organic way. Mm-hmm. so i i appreciated that a lot and it did hit you with those fucking <laughs> those cliches like the who did this to you mm-hmm. um oh when they're when they're staring at the sky and she's like it's beautiful and he's staring at her and he's like it is <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that no but he thought Cause it because re- he was I like i remember i remember thinking like oh my god it's gonna be one of those moments but it wasn't because he was saying no how- but he thought that shit no, I thought that shit. <laughs> I really liked um I really liked his his optimism because there's a moment where he he tells someone, I can't remember. I'm just looking at my highlighted things where he says, "I I hope well, he tells her actually. Let me hold on. I'm going in circles. There's a moment where Aaron tells Laura I hope our marriage will be the first step towards a future where my people's lives aren't tied to this ancient piece of stone. Because there were many moments in the book where he really felt like people cared way too much for the bridge and not enough for the people. 
because he really tried to make it fair, like to do like the importing of goods between different kingdoms. He tried to be really fair in that sense. And what we learned through him when he realizes that Laura is a spy, we learned that King Silas was just being greedy. Like he would use up his resources or he would, he wouldn't really ask for food. He would ask for like weapons and steel. So he made it seem like, oh, King Aaron is holding back his end of the bargain. He's not giving us shit when really the, his people were suffering because he was just being greedy. Like he, he just wanted to have control over the bridge and not really care for his people's well being. But yeah, I just really loved um, Arian's character because even when he realizes that Laura has no idea what she's talking about, he's like, you know what? Let me go show you. Let me go. Let's go over there so that you can oh, see. That hurt though. Like yeah. after she had already gotten it, he was like, no, bitch, we got to stay for more. You got to see more. Yeah, yeah, we're not done yet. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that I kind of like that his views and his parents' views kind of parallel the argument that he has with um, Lara because the first time that they kiss, it's like mm-hmm. such a big thing and like the feeling is so strong. Mm-hmm. But then he like pulls away and basically says, I need you to help me make this stop. I'm tired of fighting against the world when yeah. what I want is to fight to make Ithkanya um, part of it. And then she's just like, bitch, it's never gonna stop. And if you think that it <laughs> is gonna stop then you should just go fucking die and yeah um, she said go drown yourself or something like that yeah which was so but rude she, of her but she also says that like Ithakanya has everything that everyone wants and no one's ever gonna stop like their quest on trying to take it so mm-hmm. this is just the Ithakanya you have to live with mm-hmm. and just live with it and I think it's like cool because it kind of goes with like the argument that he brought up that his parents would constantly have, which yeah. was the fact that his mom would always be like, yeah, we can live with it, but living isn't being alive. And yeah. It made me sad. Yeah, it made me sad, too, because I I thought it was interesting how he said that his parents rarely fought because, you know, that means that he did grow up in a loving household. But... Mm-hmm that was the thing that they fought over the most was like how cruel they would be to, you know, the people that would be infiltrating. Yep. 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 But, but she, um, but I wouldn't feel what the other thing that I liked about his character was that he wasn't like a pushover because there was a scene where Laura first witnesses him having to kill, like, you know, people that are infiltrating the bridge. Um, And she's like, no, like you have to show them mercy. Well, she's just like playing a role here, you know. It's not yeah. serious, serious. Well, it's kind of serious, but not serious. And he's mm-hmm. just like, no, like no, kill him, like <laughs> because he cares so much about his people. He says, if I let them live, then I'm pretty much putting a death sentence on my people because they got this far, they can get further next time. Um, and and they don't I, talk for a while after that. And I like that when they do talk. And she's like, did you find pleasure in it? And he's like, well, not pleasure but i was satisfied like he doesn't go back on what he did yeah like he doesn't feel too remorse too much remorse because i i mean he's gone through this for how long now mm-hmm. and i do like that moment also with laura's character when she also realizes oh yeah 
we have to kill them, you know, because she's like, you can't show mercy in moments like these. Yep. Sorry, um, what were you going to say? The first, because <laughs> I thought this story was going to take a turn. Um, the first moment that Lara basically revealed that she knew how to use weapons, which mm-hmm. was when Aaron was running through the beach and there was a snake in front of him and hella snakes behind him. Yeah. And everyone was just like screaming like for him to run. And mm-hmm. she grabbed a bow and arrow and shot the biggest snake like so well. I yeah. for some reason thought that that was going to be when everything broke down. Because when that hit, I was like, oh my God, she fucked up. She fucked up. Yeah, I thought so of- too because he was shocked. He was like, oh my God, who taught you how to use a bow and arrow? And she was like, yeah. let's not talk and about I mean, that. And Stop there was so stupid. many... <laughs> Shut up, Aaron. Okay, sorry. But um, there were so many close calls beforehand mm-hmm. with her revealing her true nature, I guess, mm-hmm. that I'm so disappointed that they didn't catch on when that happened. You know, like they, they didn't because she played it off as like, well, you guys never asked. And it's like they were in a war. You would have brought it up if you were in a war. Yeah. No, yeah, that's true. I feel like he always had an inkling, though. It wasn't until he took her to Vencia and she saw how badly his dad treated his people that seeing her expressions, that's when it hit him. When he was like, oh, I married Mm -hmm. a spy. See, I knew it, Mm -hmm. but I, I can see it now in her eyes. Because of, you know, the look of disappointment, of horror. Because I feel like her whole world just turned upside down. And it was very obvious in her expressions. And he caught on that. It makes me sad, too. Because when he realized it, it was like in his, not point of view, but in his side of the story. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Lara was a spy. The woman that he had goddamn fallen in love with was a spy. And it made me so sad. <laughs> because even yeah. at the point where he was set to kill her, it didn't seem like he could do it. Uh, yeah. I, none of the times where he felt like he should have killed her, he couldn't do it. He was he was in too deep. He was. But either way, oh like gosh. he's he's a nice guy. He's just really he's it a really nice guy. He would never kill his wife. No, he wouldn't. He loves his <laughs> wife. Love that. Exactly. But um, it made me so sad when they had left Vencia and they were on the boat to leave. And I think Lara made eye contact with um, basically the, the spy of the of her kingdom. I forget his name. Mag, Magpie? The Magpie. Magpie. Magpie? I think it's Magpie. Um, or it can be Magpie. I'm not sure. But it made me so sad because she turns to Aaron and she's just like, I can't let them take me. They'll make me talk. Yeah, he says, don't let them take me because they'll make me squeal. Yeah, and she she tries to unalive herself, right? Mm, Does she? Everything happened so fast in that moment. I don't remember Yeah, because he caught sight of her knife and was realizing her intentions and -hmm. just said, put it away. I won't let them take you. Oh, you know what I thought? I thought she was going to fling it at him, but that makes more sense. Yeah, because I, I think like, she was. She would have rather unalived herself than, than have to, yeah. them make her talk because they would have. So, Oh, can I mention something? Mm-hmm. Before they went to Vencia, she was really mm-hmm. mad at him at one point. 
and basically was fuck this bitch and went into his room and used invisible ink to write basically how to infiltrate and destroy i what i don't think she was mad at him wasn't she just like because she was swayed at that point she was like oh everyone's so nice here oh my god what am i doing and then she was like no 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 it doesn't matter that everyone is super sweet to me doesn't matter that i low-key like this guy i have to be loyal to oh you're right what was the her i think she was maridinia yeah i think she was just overwhelmed with how much she felt herself being swayed exactly so she was scared and so what did she do chelly um she basically got 26 pages like blank pages out of his desk and wrote um strategies to infiltrate Mm -hmm. his kingdom without being caught at that rate she had seen enough now of Mm -hmm. how they went through the bridge Oh, can I say something really quick just to kind of add to how deep she was into him of mm. uh, that one scene where they're looking at the stars together and he's basically just like hella winning her over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had written before like, oh, my God, he is he is going to win her over and it's going to be such a big deal and everything. But mm-hmm. then starting the new chapter, she was just like, yeah. He's everything, but he's also nothing because he's just a handsome man who happens to be too charming for his own good. I remember that. (laughs) I was like, damn, because I think even he even he commented that she looked at him in a way that she had never done before. And so you think like, oh, sparks are flying now. And they kind of were. But I feel like she got so scared that she completely did a 180 and she was like, no. No, 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 no. That's not happening. That's not a love story. This is a revenge story. But it made me it made me so sad because just to like repeat, she had said that it was everything what he was saying, but it meant nothing to her because she wouldn't act upon it. But there mm-hmm. was a point where when they were getting closer, um, he goes up to her because she's basically shaking and he apologizes and says, I'm sorry that all you've seen since you've been here is violence. And she thinks it's funny because it's like all she's ever known was violence. <laughs> yeah. So then instead of saying it was everything and it was nothing, she says mm-hmm. it was nothing and it was everything. So she kind of yeah. like flips it around. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, it's nothing to me that I dealt with that violence, but it really did fuck me up. But it's just like the way that she's slowly changing her viewpoints, even mm-hmm. Even if she doesn't realize that she's falling her him for him, mm-hmm. it's like slowly happening. Oh, that's like little sprinkles so of beautiful. it, and that's what I really appreciated. I I really loved the pacing of everything. It was very realistic, and it hurt when she started writing that you know the, those directions to her dad on how to pretty much infiltrate, like you said. Because I was like, oh, you already know what's going to happen, bitch. Dude, and she's going to end up falling in love with him, and then he's going to write a letter, and then it's going to go to her dad. And then, dude, oh my it god, me, I was stressed. It fucking, it fucking sucks, too, because she had already been forgiven for being a spy. Yeah, and he knew already. He mind, confronted her about it. And, and she apologized. Mind, and they had a moment and everything. And then she just didn't want to tell him about, you know, the letters that she had written because she in her head, she was like, OK, I'll just go to his bedroom and then I'll somehow burn the evidence and everything will be fine. And she miscounted like she counted. There was actually 27 pages, but she counted 26 because he had actually sent a letter. And that letter was basically like, hey, 
if you try fucking with her, that's going to count as uh, something that will start a war because you are messing with the wife of Ithacanya. So the queen. fuck you, bitch. Yeah, the queen. Sorry. No, um, but- well, actually, he had already sent the letter before she destroyed the evidence. So he wrote a letter. No, yeah, exactly. Sent it exactly. Because he didn't want to tell her what he pretty much, you know, because he threatened her dad. So he didn't want to tell her that. So when she got into his bedroom, she like destroyed the evidence kind of. And so she it thought she was in, she thought she was in the clear, but really he had already sent a letter, so it didn't even fucking matter. <laughs> that and it you know. sucks too, because um, there were two instances after that where she was specifically asked, like, "Did you have any correspondence with them?" And she mm-hmm. had two instances where she kind of said something, and she didn't. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, well, I mean, honestly, I could have." But I didn't, I swear. And you know what? I understand because she did want to be viewed as like someone that he can trust. And that is a very untrustworthy thing to reveal. But I think she just felt like he would never forgive her. And she was scared of losing him because he had already told her, I will love you no matter what. No matter what, I will love you. And so because of that, she was like, I'll just destroy the evidence. Everything will be fine. And now she felt more worthy of his love because, you know, there would be nothing that she really sent because she didn't know about the letter. Um, you know what's one part that I thought would have given you the ick? You just told I me. Thought, <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't that one. I thought because for that one, I understand where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. But I thought what would have bothered you is the fact that she spared all of her sisters because they did talk about it beforehand. And well, she- she told him that his her sisters all died, and he was like, "God damn, all twenty of them!" <laughs> but I, I understood why he didn't, why she didn't tell him though, because if her dad ever found out, then he would go find her sisters and kill them. So she did it out of love, like it wasn't like, you know, it's that type of lie where it doesn't really affect you, you know, it affects someone yeah, else. But they were trying so. to be honest. I wouldn't tell him either. Excuse me? Those are my sisters. That's none of your business. <laughs> really? I think that that he was at least owed that. No. I, I feel like that's something. No. That's something. Okay. You don't have to reveal that you would like fight people and freaking nurse them back to health just to fight them again. I'm okay oh, with just dude, leaving that one in the past. <laughs> no, I feel like that's more important because that's pertaining to her character. That's her thing. The other thing would affect her sisters. But it's also pertaining to her, the fact that she spared them. Like, I feel like that's actually kind of a win for her. Like, hey, I just kind of poisoned my sisters. But well, I, I mean, like, kill them. And it's like, whatever. babe! Babe! <laughs> I, feel like it's I would have been more, like, it would have been nicer. And honestly, like, as soon as she didn't reveal that, and as soon as, like, it, the chapter... Or we reached the chapter where things were a little off, like Eli had the lamp off. It was too quiet. Mm-hmm, I knew yeah. that that shit was just going to fucking bite her ass. Bite her in the ass. <laughs> yeah, no, same. I felt it when I saw that I was 90, what, 2% into the story. I was like, oh, shit, it's about to hit the fan right <sighs> now. I just felt Dude. it in my bones. When it said, oh, hello, sister, I literally thought it was the brother. So when it was the That's sister, what I, thought too. I was like... What the fuck, Mary Lynn? I, your head was in the sofa, like, in the beginning of the story. So remember, all all of the sisters were trained to be assassins, pretty much. And so 
her sister was so cunning that she was like an actress. Like, because Laura would describe her sister as being really nice, but she wasn't. She was a total bitch. Yeah. It sucks because everything is revealed there. And mm-hmm. everything looks so bad on Lara's part. Because it's know, like, oh, it is does. this bitch lying to you? And Lara didn't know what to say. So she was like, Aaron, I love you. Like, I love you. I but love that's like, first you. Time I love, love you. Saying it. <laughs> I thought she had said it. But wasn't she like, weren't they like she asleep? Yeah, he was asleep. So she never oh, okay. said it to so him So she when never he was actually awake. said it while he was awake and conscious and sober so yeah that was the first time she told him i love you babe and he was like do you love me or are you just manipulating me right now dude you know what was the the biggest heartbreak in this whole story the fact that the fact yeah and that she died off screen like she didn't even (sighs) die (laughs) within like my realm it was just like oh she's dead now and it's like, fuck, the person would... who didn't even want to be a soldier died? I know! Dude, you know what? If they would have shown her death, I would have been so fucking heartbroken. I mean, I'm still heartbroken. But, damn, like, it makes me so sad. Like, she didn't even want this. She had big dreams. And she mm-hmm. got close to Laura, so it, that death really hit. It could have hit more, but it hit. Yeah, it did. And it sucks, too. Okay, you're going to have to explain the ending a little bit to me. Because I know that when it had reached that point, uh, he was basically going to kill Lara, but couldn't. So told her, you need to get out of here or you will be killed. He told... He had told her before that if his people knew that she was a spy this whole time, she would have to be executed because it's treason. And so when he figured out what... Well, when... Marilyn pretty much told him how his sister was really or what her whole plan was she shows him the letter that she had sent out or that he had sent out with the invisible ink and she pretty much told him like oh this is the ink you know like if you spray this then it'll reveal a whole fucking thing blah 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 she told uh she told everyone how to infiltrate whatever whatever and so Laura gains the upper hand and kills her sister and Aaron is just like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, you need you need to leave. Like, I couldn't. Like, I loved you. Past tense, bitch. I yeah. loved you. I would have given everything for you. And he was crying. I was crying too, bitch. And yeah. he was just like, you need to get out of here. I never want to see you again. Leave. I, you know, if if I see you again, then it's going down, bitch. You know, Because <laughs> he mm-hmm. was like, I have to, like, I, you know, like, I have to kill you. Like, I'm just saying. And... She she ends up leaving, but before she leaves, he, like, tells her, if you come back, I will kill you. So because she looks back, he, like, shoots an arrow at her. Or I think she he does it as she's turning back. I'm not sure. But it does strike her, but, like, it kind of grazes her cheek. So she knows yeah. he's being serious. Like, well, she needs to get out of here. And so she leaves, and, like, some months pass. Some months pass, but she's like residing in like some town, some little town, and she's kind of a drunk, right? Yeah, yeah. She's just been drinking away like her feelings, and she overhears someone say like, "Oh my God, King Silas, he just like fucking took Aaron a captive, or he's hostage, or whatever." And when she hears that, she's like, "Oh my God, my husband, my babe, I have to go save him because obviously." 
she knows like her dad the best like she knows how to infiltrate she was taught how to infiltrate kingdoms and so she knows that she if anyone can get him out it's gonna be her and so she leaves and it's so sad because she's not the type who can survive the sea but she has to make like a long ass boat ride to get to um i think it's Ithacania. it's one of the it's one of the islands in Ithacania. and so she's like okay I got to do this for him. And so she makes it and then she goes to Anna and she's like begging her like, girl, let me in. I got to tell you something. Yeah, hear me out, please. I promise there's no knives on me. I swear. And so obviously everyone is like hostile towards her because everyone knows that she was a spy. And it's really sad to see, I guess, their attitudes towards her in this moment. I mean, I get it, but it's like really sad to see how much it hurt everyone that she was gonna freaking ruin she their lives. Family with too, like she was family to them. So it's so sad seeing how much they changed. Yeah, and also, um, Maridrina did overtake the bridge kingdom. So Maridrina is now like they're the ones in charge of the bridge, and Ithacania is pretty much like suffering all thanks to this letter <laughs> that. She didn't mean to send. So she's over here offering her her aid, right? She's like, if anyone can get him out, it's me. Tag me in. And they're like, um, you. I mm. fucking love how this book ends, though, because they're basically like, you turned on us. Why should we trust you? Mm-hmm. And she ends with a quote. And it's, you need me because I am the queen of Ithacania. And it's time my father was brought to his knees. Oh, That's my last God. Thing. That's such a good line. When I read that, I was like, yes, queen. You bring him to his knees, queen, for manipulating you, for lying to you. Also, she's going to go find her sisters because they're all trained for this. And she's going to, with the help of her sisters, I'm assuming, they're going to infiltrate wherever Aaron is at. Does it mention him? I keep calling him Aaron now. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, mention what? That she's going to go find her sisters? Yeah, it was like on the last page. Oh. Well, she said that oh, she... Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. They they yeah. owe her like a debt. So... Mm-hmm. There were 10 other young women out there who owed their her a life debt, which she mm-hmm. fully intended to call due. Uh, I fucking love that. Yeah, so... A little reunion... Oh Little family so reunion. I know. So cute. <laughs> Let I me also, poison you just like old times. Oh my God, guys. But this time, for real. Eh, who has the poison? <laughs> Take a guess. Um, I hate it. I really loved that not everyone was Team Laura because. I felt like that was really realistic. Anna was very much like, I don't trust this bitch. She never she never really liked her. She was like, mm, there's something off about her. And mm-hmm. even um, the grandma, which I forgot her name, but the grandma was also like, girl, I was Nana. a spy too one day. I can see it in your eyes. You're one. You're one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, this, this story, like we both said at the beginning, we read both of this both of us read the story in a day. I mm-hmm. felt like I lived many lives today. 
Same. And it was so funny because Chelly texted me like, bro, I'm really trying to remember the politics in this story. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing math equations over here. Like, serious. Like, there's so much that's happening. And it took me a second to figure out who was from where. I was like, okay, what even is Ithacania? Because it's like little islands. And that yeah. whole thing is Ithacania. But they're also in charge. They were in charge of the bridge kingdom, which was like the whole bridge. So I was mm-hmm. like, damn. And it was so sweet when um, Aaron pretty much, g- when he gives her that emerald and yeah, he like tells her. Color is green. Yeah. And when he tells her like the names of all of the islands, because like mm-hmm. he's letting her in. He's like telling her the family secrets. <laughs> Dude. I really felt for him. Did you feel like he was angry enough at the end? Was he angry enough? It hurt me. It felt like he was angry at me. Hello? I know. <laughs> me too. I, I was like, it, what, did I, what did I do? It hurt the fact that I know that he couldn't do it. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That fucks me up because it's just something he has to live with. And now that he's captive, now he's alone with his thoughts. And that's a scary place to be. I know. Oh, I hope he's not like too hard on himself, though. Because obviously, like, this all is kind of his fault. So, I mean, I you told her all your secrets. Uh, he was so trusting. I know. But <sighs> you already know I freaking live for a good, a good like, betrayal. So, when it actually happened, I was like, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> this stings, bitch. It was so good. Oh my god. Cause I, I don't really I don't like when betrayals are revealed by the other person figuring it out. Most times. Most times, not all the time. Because I, I, I love that like dejection, that like feeling of heartbreak when you realize like, oh, this whole freaking time you but were just hurts. playing me. I know, but it's so good. It's so juicy. <laughs> I freaking love it. Yeah, it was really good, dude. Mm-hmm. I thought Oh, well, do you have anything you want to talk about? Um, I just wanted to say that I appreciate that this wasn't a love triangle. <laughs> I feel like we've done a lot of love triangles. Oh, we me. didn't even mention. Oh. Um, the fact that we read this book is because we wanted to read arranged marriage and forced proximity books. Yeah. This month is all about arranged marriages. We'll probably say it again in the beginning of the next episode. Just to, yeah. you know, drill it in. Um, but we're also going to try to do Forbidden Romance a little bit, like a little sprinkle of it. That way we have a little bit of a variety and we don't all get too bored of arranged marriage. Oh, but yeah, I agree with you. I'm glad it wasn't a love triangle because I don't think my heart could have taken that. To me neither. I was like, oh, the romance is so good <laughs> here. It's built it's so well. Because anytime she got along with someone else, I was like, hold on. You're getting way too close for comfort. Like you, <laughs> Three steps back, mister. <laughs> Literally. Um, we can talk about our overall thoughts. Okay. So I have been anticipating this read for a while now. I don't know if you remember, but I recommended this story like months ago because yeah. so many people have... <laughs> So many people that we follow on Instagram were saying, hey, this is a really good fantasy, really good fantasy romance, really good enemies to lovers and all that. So I was really excited to read the story because of all of the, you know, love that it had. 
Um, mm-hmm. I really, really loved the story. I I live for a good betrayal. Oh my god, those are so they. I live for them. I love the pain. It feels so good, and I think that it was executed in a really good way. I think it was very realistic. I loved both of the main characters. I loved seeing their development. Well, mostly Laura because she developed a lot more. But even Aaron seeing how he would let like his defenses down for her, I really appreciated that and I appreciated how much he loved his people. And my only thing is that I wish we would have seen more of like King Silas's motivations i think he, i mean i think he's just like a regular ass villain yeah. just to be a villain you know <laughs> just to be greedy which isn't a bad thing but i just wish there would have been a little bit more development with him but i feel like we'll probably see it more in the next book um yeah. what else i really love the romance i thought they were so cute together damn and you know i don't really like i love slow burns but i don't love slow burns because i'm so impatient but this one was such a good slow burn like it was so good because what they made out when he was like what did she do she slipped like a sleeping thing for him no because she was like yeah rummaging through his room so he, I don't even think he knows that that actually happened. So a way to like get him to shh, relax, she, they started making out and it was like, they didn't kiss again until near the end of the book. So I thought it was really cute and contrary to popular belief, as in like Chelly, I would give this <laughs> book a five out of five. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, and was, it's I, our first one. I know, that's what I was thinking too. Well, it's not my, wait, is it my first read of this year? I think it is actually, oh my god, whoa. This is my first. It's crazy because I, even while I was reading it, I was like, you know, giggling, kicking my feet around. I was like, no, 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 like, this, can't, this can't be a five-star read already. Wait, stop. But quote me, Ladies, and any gentleman that's listening, quote me, okay? This book, it's still going to hit in December. I know it is. I know for a fact that in December, I'm going to be like, yep, that still hits. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture. What? Um, I First of all, I can't believe you gave this a five out of five. I'm like shocked. Because we just started the year. It literally has everything I love. Okay, first of all, it has the who did this to you trope. It has a revenge plot. It has the, um, what is that? Like, like, uh, oh my God, what is it? Enemies to lovers, but, you know, it's like kind of forbidden romance, but not really because it's arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. Did you, did you send it to me? No, not yet. I'll send it. Oh, okay. There. It literally has everything I love, Chelly. Come on. I know. And the I fantasy. The world was built so perfectly. Uh, I just Oh my I need to read the second book. I need to read this I need to read the second book yesterday. Like <laughs> it's too late. I need to read it now. Oh my gosh. Well, to jump into my overall thoughts. Um I was the same as Yahira. When I was reading this book, I really wanted to like film my reaction to post TikToks. I took one picture because TikTok wasn't loading. And it's just a picture of me having a fucking breakdown. (laughs) Oh my God, at what point? 
I think it was. Um, I love this picture, by the way. It, <laughs> I think literally? it was when they first kissed. Oh wait, like when he was when he was uh, or when he was no, so, uh, no, sober no. when they when they kissed sober and then they had that fight about what it means to live. <sighs> Bro, so. it was so good. <laughs> So I also felt very strongly about this book. Honestly, I went in with very low expectations. Right. Because right, right. I think we already talked about this, but I don't really seek fantasy. Um but really? here I am here I am. Yeah. I feel like we've read so much the- fantasy. Dude, I feel like we have too, like recently. So um this book was such a fucking pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. And um I it hurt me with how how much communication would have just solved the issue. Yeah. But, I mean, they both had so much that they were defending, so I get why they acted the way they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I wish would have been brought up more was the fact that everyone in Ithacanya wore masks, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to kind of separate them from being human. And the one that he wore was like the demon-like mask. And then later in the story, she's basically like, oh, you know, but they're more than masks now. They're they're people, they're friends, they're families, they have children. And I wish that that the mask would have kept being brought up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I wish that it wasn't just a one-time thing. Because it really felt like after that first time, he was just like never fucking wore it again, except for <laughs> once in passing. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, I thought that our two main characters were so good. Like, it, I feel like either of them could have had, like, this book be in their perspective, and it would have been just as good. Like, both of their perspectives were hella valid. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed both of their perspectives. <laughs> I'm a little conflicted because we have to film a podcast episode on Thursday. But I'm over here wanting to read the second and third book and the 3.5 exactly. book. <laughs> exactly so so i don't know what to do like when i hang up we have seven books we have to read okay we need to stay focused (laughs) okay fine i mean unless you want to all over again unless you want to change our thursday no No, dude no 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 no. dude we can't do that let's talk after the podcast but we can't do (laughs) that we'll discuss later (laughs) we'll discuss afterwards okay one of one of these books has got to go That being said, I did want to be a harsh, like, rating-wise. Mm-hmm. but I You want to be a fucking... critic. You want to be Simon Cowell. <laughs> you go, girl. I don't think I can be, because throughout <gasps> this entire read, I was trying to think of what I would give it, but I think I am going to give it a five out of five. What? No, you're not. <laughs> you're fucking lying. Later no, on, dude. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at your Goodreads in like five months from now, and it's gonna be a three. She gave it Girl. a one. <laughs> she gave this bit. This fucking bitch a one. When it dude, hits so good. Last, <laughs> to everyone in our last episode, I had mentioned that I had rated and reviewed everything too late. Um, no, I'm gonna yeah. rate and review as we read them. So th- this is gonna stay a five. I feel so strongly about this story right now. I can't imagine oh. giving it anything less. All right, we'll come back to we'll come back to all of these afterwards, and we'll see you. Okay, oh, it's because for those of you who didn't watch our last episode, it's because you had given fives to to a couple of different books on the podcast, but then you were like, "JK, <laughs> never mind." Yeah, I well, I mean, 
we're all flawed, you know? <laughs> I love down, this book dude. so much. Like, like literally, this book was so good. <laughs> I don't want to let it go. <laughs> Me neither, but we can't read the other ones until we finish our required reading. <laughs> we don't have required reading. This yeah, is not a class. <laughs> <laughs> They're not set on stone. You're right. Anyway, oh well, okay. you know what? How about this? Depending on how the episode does, then we'll talk about it. Okay, guys, you have one day. <laughs> you no, you don't. You you have until the end of the month, right? No, no, no. It has to be way before that. Actually, it has to be like what a week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this does. But we add an you. extra day. We add an extra day just for this. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We post Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. <laughs> Only when we really love the book and want to talk about the sequel. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Music. Thank you so much. If you can leave a review and a rating of five stars that, that would be, be so sweet of you guys because we really appreciate it i feel like it keeps us going it get, it motivates us to just mm-hmm. go through the trenches you know go through all of these books together <laughs> we love hearing it the really feedback mm-hmm. and if you are listening and watching us on youtube thank you so much if you can like comment and subscribe um, I know that these next few episodes are going to be audio based. So please bear with us as we're trying to just get through life right now. Yeah. At the end of our episodes, we roll a dice. And if that dice lands on an odd number, we read a negative review off of Goodreads. But if it lands on an even number, we read a positive review off of Goodreads. Um, we only have a digital dice. So I'll just make the sound effect and you can roll. We got a three. That is a negative review. Um, Oh, my God. You already wrote a review for the book. Yeah, I did. I was like, you know what? No takesy backsies. (laughs) (laughs) This was written by Miss Naysways, and she gave it a one out of five. DNF'd at 80%. Unpopular opinion. This was boring and was pretty much like every enemies to lovers book out there. Though the fact that they started as enemies never were really was conveyed well. It wasn't 100% believable, and I just didn't feel it. I mean, the second they lay eyes on each other, they almost started drooling and pretty much never stop. The need to vomit was real. The story itself dragged, was predictable, and lacked depth. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you later. On Thursday! (laughs) Bye. Bye! So, are you opening up the second book? Or what? I I've already started reading it. <laughs> oh my god, Chelly! Can you read it to me tonight as a bedtime story? Okay, we're not going to sleep until we finish. It. Oh my god, yeah, right. <laughs>